What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in yet again. This is Chris here with Would You Gaming. If you're new here, make sure you subscribe and leave a like on the video so we help get our content out there to more people. If you've not already, rate the podcast and give us any ideas you might have on upcoming episodes and we'll make those happen as quickly as possible. I want to try something new today and take a look back at some of the news and gaming over the past week. We will start with the latest release in the mainline Pokemon series. We've got a supposed leak from Centro Pokemon Leaks stating that Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes will be announced sometime in February. The site went live diamondpearl.pokemon.com, which is a subdomain of Pokemon.com. It went live, and when it was noticed, it was taken down as if someone had activated the subdomain, but once it was noticed, they removed it quickly. These titles are to be mainline titles such as Sword and Shield, and not follow the same game styles as Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, which I am not mad at in the least. I did not play those titles, in those types of titles to me, I I don't want them. I don't want them. They, there's talk of Let's Go Johto. Just give me a remake of Johto so I can play that, please. That's my favorite, favorite entry. That or Diamond and Pearl have to be some of my favorite in the series. So give me remakes of those. I, I don't need a Let's Go because I ain't trying to play that type of game. No offense to anyone who likes that. It's just not my cup of tea at all. According to Central Pokemon Leaks, Nintendo is going to announce these titles in February so we do not have long to wait to see if it is true at all. I, for one, cannot wait. I've recently begun playing through my first Nuzlocke, which is a self-imposed hard mode for those of you who are not familiar with this. Playing that in Pokemon Platinum. I look forward to visiting this region and the remakes with some quality of life improvements. The fourth generation of Pokemon games were the last I played before taking some time off from the series. I returned at the end of the sixth generation with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, something about the art style of Black and White and Black and White 2, were not appealing to me. The semi-animated sprites were some of my least favorite in the series, both mainline and spinoffs. I have fond memories of playing through Pokemon Pearl. I remember this was the first title I'd ever gotten a shiny in, aside from the Lake of Rage Red Gyarados, which you cannot count because everybody gets there. There's nothing special about that. I traded using GTS and got a shiny Turtwig, which had Poker Rust, if I remember correctly. Looking back, it was probably hacked, and I have no idea what happened to that Torterra to this day. I believe I left it in the GTS and couldn't retrieve it once Nintendo G decommissioned that service. Uh, if I remember correctly, before the services were even unavailable, it was all but impossible to connect if you had a newer router. The encryption type was changed around that time for routers, and then the new old DS used like WPA2 encryption, which was considered very weak. So they upgraded the um, encryption title type on the new routers and it was all but impossible to connect. You had to have some kind of workaround or something I was not capable of at the time. So I lost that shiny Torterra somewhere. Next we get the new Pokemon Snap release date. We're supposed to get this April 30th of 2020 and I figured we'd hear about this pretty soon. There look to be over 200 Pokemon to photograph and it looks to be set in an entirely new region if I'm not mistaken. The Lentil region will be a series of islands you travel across photographing some of your favorite Pokemon. Never heard of this region? Let me know. I could be wrong here, but I don't think we've been here, or Ash, or we've been here any in any of the manga, anime, or any of the mainline series, or spinoffs for that matter. I never played the original back on N64, but maybe I'll pack, pick this up to play through with my daughter. I hope the graphics we see here are an indicator of what we're going to see in the next mainline title, because, man, do they look crisp. Now, granted, these are going to be very curated areas, and they're going to have complete control over what you're seeing, what the Pokemon are doing, and everything. 
So we will not get these exact graphics in the next title. And I, don't get me wrong, I don't expect that. But I would like to see some type of improvement on the character models, the environments and everything in the next mainline title. The trees in particular were a sad story in, in Sword and Shield, but I mean, we're not there for the trees at the end of the day, but it'd be nice if we had a little bit better graphics in our titles. CDPR's co-founder Marcin Iwinski issued a public statement addressing the abysmal launch of Cyberpunk 2077, in particular on last-gen consoles. If you haven't heard, playing on the PS4 and Xbox One base models is a terrible experience. With pop-ins, crashes happening regularly, and the performance overall is just awful. Even current-gen hardware has problems running the games at times, but the majority of problems seem to appear on older hardware. The game runs okay on PC depending on what graphics card you're using, but even certain graphics cards have problems with this. The statement let us know that the decision to release the game in a state was made by Mr. Owinski and the board of directors at CDPR. The developers were not to blame. Go figure, we knew that someone at the top saw dollar signs and released this. The company focused on optimizing the experience and pushing PC hardware to the limit. They didn't realize how much work it would be to get this version running on older hardware, and this work was further hindered by the pandemic and being forced to work from home. He goes on to lay out the roadmap for the game throughout 2021 up to 2022, with the larger patches we've already been told about showing up in the first quarter of 2021. There's free DLCs coming sometime after this, with the free next-gen updates coming toward the end of 2021. The first of those patches is coming in the next week or so, and I'm looking forward to seeing if they address some of the issues I've experienced during my playthrough on the PS4 thus far. Nintendo gave us some information about their upcoming game, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, with a release date set for February 12th. where We're given a trailer for Bowser's Fury, which sees Bowser Gigantamaxing, before Mario doing so himself, albeit as a Super Saiyan cat, no less. I never played this title on a, on the Wii U as I never owned one. There was never any one title that stood out to me that just made me think, you know, I've got to get a Wii U. I need to get this so I can play that game. There was never that for me, so uh, it was compelling. There are certain titles I'd like to have, and I mulled over the idea, but I never purchased one. Having missed this and all other Wii U titles, I'll be picking it up so my daughter and I can play through it sometime in the future. Nintendo also introduced us to the Mario Edition Nintendo Switch, which releases alongside Super Mario 3D World on February 12th. Looks really good with the Switch's tablet even being outlined in red, along with the Joy-Cons and Switch dock. The Joy-Con grip is blue and going along with the red to make up the Mario theme. I gotta say I like it a lot. It will also come with this all Mario themed carrying case so you can take your Switch with you on the go and let your friends know exactly what type of Switch you have. The anniversary of Super Mario was last year and it was heavily celebrated by Nintendo with all kinds of releases including Super Mario 3D World. I would have thought this would have been released sometime last year, but with everything going on in the world it's not hard to imagine that it, that it got delayed out of 2020 and that's why we're just now hearing about it. I gotta say I would have probably thought that we would have got Super Mario 3D World as well last year, so maybe we were supposed to, we were intended to get these titles at the in 2020 sometimes at a part of that celebration, but it just got delayed as a result of everything going on. And I gotta say, with this new Switch, uh, it's not lazy in my opinion. A lot of times they'll just, they'll uh, give you a, color, a dock that has a sticker or something on it. With this, it seems like there was a little bit more work 
at least painting the uh, Switch itself. Got Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, was released on January 14, 2020, and a limited run release went live on Friday, I believe. After so many years, the game was just as beloved as when it first released over 10 years ago. After being delisted four years ago after its initial release and fans having to wait over six years for it to come back, it's easy to see why. The score for the game on Metacritic is currently setting at 79, with generally positive reviews. Some reviewers said it was a bit of a grind at time, but it's still the charming game it once was. Limited Run's release of the game has beaten previous pre-order records set by the site. Selling over 25,000 units in the first three hours on the Nintendo Switch and going on to sell over 40,000 copies total between the Switch and the PS4. There's no doubt that the Switch seems to be the console of choice for this title. The PS4 barely closing in on 15,000 units sold. With the way so many lost access this title years ago, I'm not surprised in the least that the physical edition is selling so well. I bought a digital edition so I can play it in the meantime, but I have my order in Unlimited Run as well. Along with Limited Run doing a physical release, Best Buy will have some copies with alternate artwork. Do you order from Limited Run or any of the other sites that work to preserve video games and release these and other goodies? I personally prefer special reserve games due to one less than favorable experience with Limited Run. Limited Run does offer tons of goodies with their titles in their defense, but all these other sites do as well. To me, it's oftentimes more you paying for those extra goodies that make you choose a particular site. I bought the Collector's Edition of Enter the Gungeon just so I could have my own Ammonomicon. Special Reserve Games and Limited Run often release the same titles during different time frames. They did this with Enter the Gungeon and Grease that I know of. So I wonder if Scott Pilgrim will get a release on Special Reserve as well. What was your favorite piece of news? Are you excited for the Diamond and Pearl remakes? Does new Pokemon Snap look like something you will enjoy? Or are you sick of hearing about CDPR at this point? Will you be getting the Mario Edition Switch or... Super Mario 3D World? Let us know the answer to these questions and more in the comments below. As always, this has been Chris here with Would you Gaming. Thank you for tuning in. Let us know what we can do to improve, and if you have any ideas for upcoming episodes, and I will see you in the next one.